This is the Go Pack Podcast with your host, Jessica Curtis. Iowa Secretary of State Paul Pate joins us today on the Go Pack Podcast. Now in his third term as Iowa's Commissioner of Elections, Secretary Pate is guided by three core principles, service, participation, and integrity. Mr. Secretary, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. This is where I got started at was with GOPAC back when I was a state senator. So I appreciate everything you're doing. I always laugh in the in the six years that I have been with GOPAC. There are so many people that attribute a lot of their success to being involved in GOPAC's programs and often talk about the GOPAC tapes. And um, so- <laughs> I was going to plug that one. You know, how many hours I listened to those tapes in the car driving from my home to the Capitol, which was about two hour drive. So it was very uh, good use of my time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Two hours with Newt. That's fantastic. There you go. <laughs> so as Iowa's chief elections officer, tell listeners about what exactly you oversee in the election process as the secretary of state. Sure. I, I look at my role as both a coach and a referee and the coach in the standpoint that I'm working with 99 different jurisdictions, our counties, making sure they have the tools to be successful, making sure they have the training to be successful, making sure that uh, the public also understands what we're doing. In this day and age, with the challenges we face, we need to really reassure people that we got their back from the standpoint that we understand the integrity is equally important to the participation side. They're not mutually exclusive. So that's really what my focal point is. And and there's a lot of detail in there because if we understand the rules and the laws, if you will, then people can get behind the results. They can better appreciate and go, yep, those results are accurate because we followed the law. Absolutely. And you mentioned it before, you served in the Iowa State Senate for six years, beginning in 1989, and were first elected to the position of Secretary of State in 1994. And then you did a little stint as the mayor of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and made a return in 2015 to the Secretary of State's office. So since your return, (laughs) over a half a million people have registered to vote in Iowa. How the heck did you do it? Well, I give credit to Iowans. They get it. They understand the importance of voting and they have a confidence in the process. So they want to be involved. They roll up their sleeves and, and they, they, they want to make sure their voice gets heard. For me, my role is making sure they have every opportunity to do just that, that uh, we make sure they understand how they can register. We make sure they understand the methods that they can vote by. We also spend a lot of time assuring them again of that integrity component. And that's why voter ID was important when I uh, fought for that and got it passed. And that's why they understand the need for our post-election audits. And they want as much transparency. And as long as I can keep giving them that, I think we'll see that confidence remain and we'll have the kind of voter turnout. That's excellent. And clearly you have a servant heart. So tell us what's compelled you to continue to be a, a public servant all of these years? Well, my parents raised us in a, in a way that said, you've got to give back. You know, you, you, I was very fortunate. I've been very successful in my business that I grew. And uh, but you've got to give back. Uh, I'm very proud of Iowa. It's a great place to live and raise a family. But you want to make sure it's that it's, it's that for everyone. And, uh, you know, whether I was a state senator or whether I was a mayor, there was a role to play. And for me as Secretary of State, uh, quite frankly, I was concerned that the uh, the Democrat Party was really pushing hard just on no matter what, people should have a, the ability to vote. And I agree we want you all to vote, but we want to make sure also that only eligible voters are voting and we want to make sure everybody's confident in the system. So it took me back into the arena to try to make sure we could get laws like our voter ID passed 
And I am proud of what we've accomplished. And, and as you pointed out, we've got uh, new record numbers of, of folks coming out to vote. And we're in the top three states in the country for how we administer our elections. And you do that through hard work. Absolutely. So tell us, what is your favorite part of campaign season when you are on the ballot? Oh, oh it it's really always has been. It's the interaction with the people. Uh, you don't want to get caught up being locked down in some government bureaucratic office somewhere in the capital city. You, you really need to be out amongst the people so you can hear firsthand what they want us to do and, and also, quite frankly, what they like that we're doing so that we can build on that. So in the interactions with the people, uh, you know, that can be going to the chili dinners and getting some good old homemade chili or the pie contests. Those are all parts of the, the experience. And, and all, we can't miss the parades. I mean, come on. You know, doing a parade and and then highlight it with the state fair and all the uh, food on a stick. I mean, if there's a food item <laughs> in Iowa, you come to our state fair, we got it on a stick. So we're pretty excited. So the Go Pack podcast is a riff off of the Go Pack tapes, which right. we we mentioned earlier. So really, the the intent of this is, and, and the audience are are people that maybe you know currently have an idea in their head. Maybe they want to run for office one day, sure. thinking about it, or they're already in office and want to run for higher office. So, what are some tips you would give to someone who's considering a, a run for office for the first time? Well, I think it's first up. Make sure your family's with you 110% because there are going to be some long days and nights and there are going to be some travel involved that might take you away from your family or challenge you when you kind of miss that soccer game. Uh, so you need to have that family support. I think that's so important. And I think you build from there to look at your, your social circle and your business circle and uh, seek their support. Make sure they're all there for you. And I tell people who, who 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 encourage me to run for office, I thank them for that. And then I ask if they'll be one of my first check writers. <laughs> so if, if they're willing to write that check to help you get funded so you can be successful in getting your message out. So you want to, you know, finances and family, getting those locked down and, uh, and then get comfortable with what the issues are. You don't have to have an answer for everything and you should be willing to admit that when asked. You can go, that's that's a good point. I'm going to look more into it, but you don't have to be the man with all the answers by any means. And uh, other than that, I think uh, the rest of it is all good old shoe leather and being out there and, and pressing the flesh and, and getting the vote out. Uh, I think that speaks volumes. I know the people that I have interacted with on the campaign trail, they have some basic uh, issues they want to share with you and make see how you're going to respond. They don't always expect you to agree with them 100%. But they do want to know that you're thinking about their issues and you've got some kind of a response in respect to how you're going to handle those kind of things when you're elected. Absolutely. Kind of along those lines, what what are some words of wisdom you would give to someone already serving in elected office, but considering a run for a, a higher office or, you know, w- whether that be for, for the U.S. House or, or for a mm-hmm. statewide? Well, I think the first thing is, is, is don't believe your own clippings. Uh, if you if you believe everything that's been put out there, uh, you might get a false. Uh, read on on just what uh, your uh, popularity might be. I think uh, it's imperative that you uh, be as honest with yourself as you can and know where you're at because uh, sometimes we elected folks think we must have great uh, name ID, but when you're broadening your base and going to a higher office, you're going to have a more of a diluted name ID in, in that bigger market. So you've got to kind of walk into that with both eyes open. And uh, I think a rule for anybody uh, is the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth. Use it in that proportion. Do a little more listening. 
And that way you can uh, make sure you're you're hearing people correctly as you start to formulate your position on things and as you go forward. Uh, let's talk a little bit about voter integrity. What are you doing to ensure to Iowans that the elections are fair and honest? Well, transparency is a big part when we talk about that, but it's constantly educating and pe- making people aware of what we're doing. We spend a lot of time putting out myths and facts. There's a lot of disinformation out there, sadly, and, and because a lot of passion running in elections. And I respect that. But I want to make sure voters have total confidence in our process. So we spend time in our state reminding the people we have voter ID so we know who's voting. Uh, we use paper ballots so we have a method to audit and verify. We have both pretest audits of our tabulators uh, and our public testings. We also have our post-election audits where we actually will select a precinct and we will hand count not just one race, but two races now, just to make sure that we're getting the same accurate count from what the tabulator is saying and we have in physical ballots. These are all pieces of it. But the thing I point out the most, we have a secret weapon, the unsung heroes, and those are our poll workers. These are bipartisan groups of Republican and Democrats who are working every component of the election. So you have somebody on the front line, giving you that transparency, watching what's going on. That's what you can count on. Those are your friends and neighbors. And when you put that all together, I want you to have total confidence when the election results are shared that you will agree that they're accurate and they're right. Because if you don't, we have a problem. Because if you don't believe in what those results are, I think that you're going to end up with is the fall of our republic. And the Russians and the Chinese and North Koreans will have won without firing a single bullet. We cannot have that happen. So people like myself and my colleagues in other states have to do our very best to reassure you of that integrity and to give you as much transparency as we can. Boy, you said it. So around 90 percent of all eligible Iowans are registered to vote. Tell us what you're doing to see to it that that number gets bumped up to 100 percent of all (laughs) eligible Iowans. Sure. Well, we spend a lot of time reaching out to our new voters, and that's been very positive. We've seen a trend here in the last couple cycles where those young 18 to 24-year-olds are coming out in record numbers. And I've got to point out, don't stereotype these. Too often we always think, oh, university, college age, got to be Democrat. No, absolutely not. We're seeing a trend here that there is an audience out there who do see the path through the Republican Party, and you want to make sure they are invited in to be part of our process. That is so important. And what we've seen is a trend shift here for my entire adult life. The no party registrations outnumbered the Republicans and the Democrats. The trend has now shifted. For the first time in my adult life, Republicans outnumber both the Democrat Party and those no parties. So we are now the major party, if you will. And I think that speaks volumes for our message and our policies and our vision resonating and wanting people want people want to be a part of our Republican Party. What would you say has been your greatest achievement as Secretary of State in Iowa? And kind of along those lines as well, what what's your favorite part of serving as Secretary of State? Well, we've had some pretty good victories here and I'm very proud of. Clearly, voter ID was one of those when I came back into this position I wanted to see happen. I was concerned we had a bit of an uphill battle because when I first came in, we didn't have the majority in both chambers. Uh, When we got that, we ran this bill as quickly as we could, and we did it in such a fashion that it would hold up in court. Sadly, the, the Democrats have really taken the avenue. If they can't win it in the legislature, they're going to try to win it in the courts. So we have to really work twice as hard when we write legislation to make sure it will stand up in the court. So I was very proud of that. And a part of my job as Secretary of State is is overseeing business and commerce 
And we have managed to make our office much more user-friendly where we fast track all the processes. So anybody wanting to interact on a commerce side literally can do it 24 seven, 365 days a year. They can get these things processed within five or 10 minutes instead of waiting in line or waiting for mail processing and all the other things. We have truly turned government into um, more responsive to what the, the constituents need. So we put those two together and I'm feeling pretty good about what we've done, but we're not done yet. That's awesome. Is there a person in your life that you would see as having a tremendous impact on your career? And if so, sure. who was it? And, and tell us a little bit yeah. about the impact they had on you. Well, for me, it was a former governor of ours, Governor Robert Ray. Uh, he was a long-term governor here. He uh, inspired me when I was a Boy Scout, actually. I had come to the Capitol to do a proclamation signing for Boy Scout Month. And I had met him, and he was very nice to me. He actually gave me his lapel pin of an Iowa flag. And uh, it left a strong impression. And I started following it, uh, his career and came to one of his inaugurals and, and started monitoring more. Because at that time, I didn't know what a Republican and Democrat was. Uh-huh. Quite He's the one who introduced me to the Republican Party. And it was a soft sell, but it worked. And I learned a lot from his style and and it brought me into this field. And I'd like to extend that to others. I'd like to be uh, able to inspire others who want to follow too through public service. That's wonderful. Okay, so I I got two more questions for you. I'm going to kind of mush them into one. Where do you think Iowa is headed this election cycle? And based on voters in Iowa who you you know quite well, give us, if you don't mind, kind of your take on on where you think we'll see things shake out on the national level. Well, I'm pleased with the direction Iowa's going. Uh, Folks here, we've had a kind of a a bit of a fickle past. We, We had one of the most liberal U.S. senators and one of the most conservative U.S. senators for a long time. Personally, I couldn't figure out what Iowans were thinking when they were doing it that way. But we've seen a major, major shift over these past six, eight years. And they're embracing more and more of the Republican vision. And as I mentioned mentioned earlier, voter registration alone has shifted to the Republicans' favor. Uh, The issues, they understand uh, the Republican Party is about those kitchen table hotspot discussions. You know, it's about how we're going to feed our families. It's about how we're going to put them through school, what kind of education. It's about whether or not we have safe homes and neighborhoods and communities. Whereas the Democrat Party has lost touch. They're not even close to that. They're talking about legalizing marijuana and solar energy. Not saying those aren't issues, but they're certainly not the ones at the, at the forefront of Iowans' minds. And I happen to think that's a trend across the country. So as Iowan is what more Republican, I believe the nation is coming that way too. And I'm hoping that what we'll see on a national trend is picking up more of those congressional seats so we can have that majority back. I I really believe that's going to happen. I'm very much optimistic that we can get the Senate back or pretty darn close. Uh, But I I, I think that the momentum has to be there because I'm a little concerned about the Democrats wanting to nationalize elections. And if they do that, they're going to take away all the hard work I've done and others have done here to give people that comfort level of integrity in their elections. They'll take away voter ID. They're the ones who want to let people in prison be able to vote while they're serving. I mean, this is these are bizarre things, and I don't believe that's what the, how the average American feels. Amen. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And with that said, thank you again so much for, for taking some time out of your busy schedule to spend a couple minutes with me here, Secretary Pete. No problem. Pleasure doing it. Come visit us soon. This has been the Go Pack Podcast. Learn how we're educating and electing a new generation of Republican leaders at gopack.org.